What is going on, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of Orange Slices. We are your hosts, Heath Pierce, and the legend that is Mark McKenzie. And this podcast is brought to you by Four Soccer Ventures. We're back with a great guest this week, Sam Vines. But before we get into that, Mark, how you doing, man? How's life? Nah, good? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I got my pup back. You know, he's a little sick, so it's nice having him back in the crib. Um, yeah, my girl's flying out this weekend, so that'd be cool. And then, uh, yeah, man, just life is good. The weather is like temperate. You know, I don't need to to blast you know the the fans, but I could just mm-hmm. leave the door open. You know, another nice breeze get into the apartment. So no complaints. Ooh, man. How are you doing, nice, bro? That's that nice late summer, early fall feeling that you get. You know, but like you're gonna realize. I mean, I guess you had a little bit growing up on the East Coast that like swing of of temperatures where it starts to get dark early yep you know and and you know the sun comes down it's like nice during the day but evening time you're like man it might be a little too cold to go with the windows <laughs> open now no that's that was how uh i think it's still bright out now but i think the guys in the locker room were saying as soon as it hits that like september october yeah now you're gonna you're gonna start to feel it because that that sun will hit start start to go down about you know six o'clock instead of at nine thirty. You know now you're starting to drop into the should I say it in Celsius or should I say it in, in Fahrenheit? You know I don't know. Say don't centigrade, know. centigrade, centigrade. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know it'll go down like twelve, eleven. You know Celsius mm-hmm. um, for for all my for all my Fahrenheit uh, for listeners. All, for all you cultured cultured white yeah. out there. <laughs> Yeah, do the conversions. Go, yeah. go go on Google and get the conversions. Nah, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I like the temperature out here. It's, it's nice and temperate, you know, because I, I sweat, so it's it's nice. Decent, decent. So how you doing, man? How you doing? I'm Hang doing, on, before I'm doing, we move on. I'm, okay, I'm doing good. Thank you for asking, man. It's not a lot of people ask anymore, you know? <laughs> people, like, uh, how you doing is like the start of a conversation and no one ever asks it back, right? It's just kind mm-hmm. of like, it's more of the hello now. So I appreciate you asking me back. My kids are out of town, so I'm doing great. To be honest, with you. I'm doing very good. Like, you know, I, I haven't watched as many shows as I want to watch, but but like, I'm getting some some ref, ref, like kind of just some mental relaxation. You know, I finished my B coaching license this week. I've still got a few revisions to do, but I was able to get that done. Having some time and and space away from the kids. You know, I'm doing some broadcast stuff with LAFC, so it's been a busy time. But to have that mental freedom. Um, of not having to worry about the kids. That's been nice. So I, I really can't complain. Um, and just so everybody knows, our, our conversation with Sam Vines happened before the Gold Cup final. So some of the things he says will be more relevant to the game itself and the excitement of the tournament. But we thought it would be good to get him beforehand um, just because it, they're riding a positive high. And, and obviously talking to somebody on what, what potentially could have been a loss you know, made sense for us to talk to him beforehand. So if there is, just know that that conversation happened. Um, but Mark, since then, how, how, what's, how's the vibe, man? How's the vibe within the team? I saw you shooting out some love. It seems like it's just such a cool thing to see guys that are, that are in the team, guys that are part of the A team, just this mix of the entire player pool, just showing love to each other, uh, in, in what was otherwise a pretty unbelievable summer. Yeah, man. I mean, think about two trophies in one summer, you know, and, and two finals against Mexico and you, you come out, you know, victorious. So it's yeah, successful summer in CONCACAF, to be honest with you, um, but I think the, the the coolest part about the whole thing is is how many guys were involved in it. You know, you had a wide variety of players from different clubs, different situations within the national team step up on big moment in big moments. You know, um, and, and and play big parts in, in in the trophies. You know, so I think that's the the, the coolest part. 
Um, whether it be guys in MLS, whether it be guys in Europe, whether it be guys who haven't played a lot or guys who have been playing every minute, you know, that mixture is, is it, it's going to help even more so in, in World Cup qualification and shows how much depth we now have. And I think it gives, it gives a, a lot of U.S. soccer fans and, 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 and viewers uh, a taste of, of what's to come, you know, showing that it's not just 22 guys who can get the job done, but you got, you know, 40 something guys, 50 guys who can step up if they need to be, you know, called on. Yep, I love it. I love it. So listen, last week, we weren't able to get up the questions in time to, to put it into our episode. Um, we ended just having a conversation, but we threw out a mailbag uh, episode questions. And so I got to ask you one that came in. We'll try okay. to use these other times. Uh, whenever uh, these questions come in, we'll try to work them into the show. Uh, what is the biggest difference you see in soccer culture from the fans slash public in the United States compared to what you see now in Europe. And this, by the way, this is from USMNT Rob. Um, so I like that, USMNT Rob. I'm USMNT Heath, you're USMNT Mark, <laughs> and that's USMNT Rob on Twitter. So um, do you, does, that, does that question yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. I think it's the, uh, like the, the diehardedness, you know, and I don't know if that even makes, if that's a word, diehardedness. Yeah, but like out here, man, the, the fans are, are, cuckoo for for the game you know like cuckoo for coco puffs yeah no nah, like it, the fans are, are are going crazy you know whether it just be noticing people on the street you know walking down you know going to the supermarket or you know before the matches you know how the fans have the flares pop you know and smacking the bus you know how uh before the warm-ups even start they're already in the stands going crazy you know getting getting making you know providing that atmosphere um, and I'm not saying that's not the same in the U.S., but uh, that's just like uh, uh, something that I've noticed, you know, when it's, it, it, it creates this uh, dynamic that you're like, yeah, you know, you, you step into an arena and you already hear the fans, you know, going crazy. And you haven't even gotten to the locker room or the dressing room to, to get changed yet. And you're like, oh, this is, yeah, this is intense. Um, and I think the U.S. is getting there, you know, but I think that that aspect of it uh, in Europe yeah. is what that I what I've noticed um, the most whether it be on the street or, or, or simply in the state in, in the stadium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say that, you know, for me, the, and obviously country to country, it's different. Europe is a hard place to just all encompass. But, you know, when I was in, when I was in Copenhagen, fans would know you, but no, never really bothered you. Whereas yeah. when I got to Germany, like your whole, like the result on the weekend dictated yeah. people's weeks. Right. And you're yeah. the same where you are in, in, in your area that, you know, your team loses, like people feel it for a few days, you know, um, people will say something to you, people don't, that like you, dislike you, the amount of love that you get, especially for me away from the game, like the atmosphere is one thing. And I think that's getting better in, in the US. But then people go back about their lives or, you know, the country is so vast here that yeah. it's, it's harder to say each market as well. But, you know, just knowing that like someone recognizes your face and comes and says something to you, whether positive or negative, that's the difference to me of that, like passion. Like you said, that, that mm -hmm. kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs is like, it never, it never shuts off um, for a lot of those fans. And you realize just how big of an impact, both good and bad you can have on, on people. Yeah, man. It's like the, I think I was at the butcher. I was at the butcher and Man, I forget where I was. My it guy was, gets it, his meats from it the was butcher, some, by the way. My guy gets his meats from the butcher. <laughs> my guy gets his protein straight from the source. You know, it's like that Bieber song. I get my light straight from the source. You know, you know, you know I need organic, you know, grass-fed, mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah. from the passion. Sorry to all my vegans and vegetarians out there. You know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying my best. I'm eating more fish now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but no, I was I was there. That too wouldn't market. fit into either of those diets. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. But, still, <laughs> but I, you know, I do sorry, want to say guys. that <laughs> you know, trying to be more sustainable is what you're trying to be, and, and exactly be more, um, plant forward is the exactly way that, the way that they they say now. People that still have those uh, animal proteins that are still ch- trying to have more of a plant forward diet um, than than just a, a carnivorous diet. If you exactly, will. exactly. I'm trying to have a more plant forward diet. Thank you, Heath, mm-hmm. for for correcting me. You know, you're on the the West Coast. You know, it's, I'm in it's LA. Nice you know, yeah. I mean, we've, been doing, we've been doing those. We've been doing smoothies and, and greens and uh, vegan and vegetarian. Like people, a lot of people will just go there for the scene and they're, they're they they eat bacon at home, but they're just going because you know the right thing to do is eat organic and plant based. You know, you know what I'm saying. So, but to no, be fair, was, we joke about that, but the more options that are available, of that the better, right? The, the, exactly. You know. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of there's a couple of brands I'm invested in that are better for you lifestyle brands. Uh, like it's a fund, and they invest in in early startups that are trying to do things that are better for you, right? A lot of plant right. based alternatives, a lot of things like that. As we're seeing, you know, uh, alternative meats and alternative um, dairy products and things mm-hmm. like that. That like I'm all for it. I'm very much a texture and a taste person. But as we head towards having more options, and more options doesn't necessarily mean better for you health wise some of it does and some of it also just means better for the planet so yeah 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 thank you there, there's your explanation everybody i'm, I'm trying to be more planned forward long story short yeah. but uh yeah. but yes i was somewhere getting uh getting a protein of some sort and yeah the the, the person at the register recognized me and said hey what happened this weekend oh uh, man and i was like huh and they were like, you guys, you guys didn't play well. I was like, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know, like, I knew how to, I didn't know how to respond. I knew how to respond, but I didn't know how to respond. Cause it's like, you, you, you see this person probably for the first time, or you may see this person once a month, you know, of some sort, but it's one of those moments where it's like, yeah, this is bigger than just, you know, the match on the weekend. This is like actually affecting everybody someone's everyday life to some extent you know so yeah that that that's a, a new level that, that i've seen yeah that's crazy i it's just yeah it's the impact right and it's part of their daily diet of life that's part of their conversation especially in a smaller town right it's one of the things yeah. that makes the town hum it's the metronome of like in season mm-hmm. match day on the weekend playing Europe in the week, like those kinds of things, you know, you live and die by the players that have gone on to do great things or have come from that area. And so, yeah. Don't let it be deal. a Derby. Don't let it be a Derby. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Don't let it be a Derby. You, you mess around and, and lose a Derby match and <laughs> you better, you better be ordering Uber Eats or, or it, whatever. Dude, it, it is, it is crazy because our Derbies were against St. Pauli and Energy Cottbus. Um, Energy Cottbus because they were another East German team, and then and then St. Pauli because they just stood for completely different <laughs> things, and and just kind of an East West in the North type of Derby. And I remember you could have a terrible season, and it would be a great season if you win your Derbies, right? Mm-hmm. You could finish middle of the table, not do anything good, or even bottom half of the table. But if you're coming out for your derbies and you're, it's just like those things of like pride of, of, of geography of where people are from, where it's like, at least give us something to be excited about. And I remember that being a a big deal. Have you felt that, uh, you know, have you felt that immediately being, being in Belgium, what that means? Yeah. 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 I think it was the, I think it was a cup match 
cup match, my first cup match, uh, we played St. Throat, and that's our local rival. Well, our yeah, our rival period. You know, they're 20 minutes down the road, and we had a big meeting before the game with, uh, you know, some of the supporters. And it was they were like, hey, for those of you that don't know, this derby is everything. You know, this this is this is do or die. And I was like, hmm, yeah. And you feel that emotion outside the stadium. You know, they're popping flares outside because at the time they couldn't be inside the stadium. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're going crazy outside. And you're like, oh, uh, yeah, we can't lose this game because uh, if not, we're going to have the fans waiting outside the locker room. And it was the same, similar against the, the second biggest match of the year, aside from tournaments and, and cup matches, are the St. Thurian game, but also the Standard Liege game. And that game right there is like heated rivalry. Um, so when we played them, so the, the Saint Truden is your derby, and the other one's a rivalry. Yeah, and then, right. uh, when we played them in the, I think it was the cup, the cup final, the cup final. There was like a brawl between some of the fans. It was like, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was it was heated, but <laughs> you feel that you feel that tension and that 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 dislike for each other, you know. And I think that's Bro. what gives you that that push. I know. <laughs> I used to go home after I used to go home after uh, a derby in Germany. I'd just be like in my car, finally just driving home. I wait like two hours till you can leave the stadium. Yeah. And I'd just be like driving. I'd see these big old tanks shooting the hose water at fans <laughs> to, to separate them, and I'd just be driving through this crowd, and I just like this those gigantic water hoses that disperse people. I'm like, what is going on here? You know, and like obviously. I became more educated on everything like that and just the fans and ended up making rela- good relationships with a lot of the fans in, in Rostock. But you realize that like these people are out for blood, man. And it means a lot. They're either And if you show up, they, they'll support you for life. But they'll turn on you too if you're not going to show up and represent the club right. But the, at a minimum, they're down to fight. They're down to fight the other teams. Hey, bro, I, let me tell you something. If you want somebody who's ready to throw hands, let it be a rivalry and a supporter. And that right there, <laughs> they will ride or die. Well, listen, uh, Sam Vines, again, as I mentioned, we spoke to on the eve of the final. He's another guy that's going to get to experience uh, a completely different uh, fan culture when he comes over abroad. He's got a pending move happening, going to be a completely different lifestyle for him and is going to get to enjoy the intensity of those, you know, 50 to 100 to 1,000 euro on this little, little unrealistic, but like super old rivalries and derbies that that mean so much to these towns. Um, and so, uh, I, before we eat up any more of, uh, anyone's time, uh, this is our conversation with Sam Vines. We have a, a special guest today who is currently stationed in the gold cup bubble, I guess you could call it. I know we're still in COVID, so yeah, but, but my man who I've come up with in youth national teams played against, uh, came up in Colorado, Sam Vines left back balling out right now. How you doing, bro? Good, man. You know, we're just out here grinding in, in the Gold Cup. You know, we got the final tomorrow. So, you know, we're looking forward to it. How, when was the last time you guys saw each other? I think. Could have been Jan Camp yeah, 2020. I want to I say, I want to say, I think, I think it was probably Jan. No, wait, were you at? Ah, you see, you see, these camps, they get mixed up. And everything, see, exactly. Like December at, camp. Was there? Was it? Yeah, yeah. It was December camp. Yeah, was, there's there's a November yeah, and a December, December camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This must past, been, past must December. been December then. <laughs> it was, it was, it was. I remember I, in, in the game, I was trying to play a pass to you, and I looked up and I saw a guy also wearing a white jacket, and it was the coach, and it wasn't <laughs> you. And Greg kind of looked at me, he was like, "Bro, what are you doing? Yeah. You pass it straight out of bounds." And I was like, yeah. <laughs> "I couldn't tell." <laughs> exactly. 
So you remember when I, before we started recording, I was talking about those excuses Mark makes. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's talking about his foot and his hand. There it is. There it is again, right off the top. You know? <laughs> the guy in a white shirt in the 20th row talking talking about how he, it distracted him, you know? Bro, listen, it's tough uh, sometimes. You're in, the, you're in the heat of a moment and you're trying to, you were, know, play your Were you playing next foot. to him? Yeah. Or, or yeah. one one away from him? Like, were you on the right center back or left center back? I was left center back. Yeah. He was left back. Okay. Yeah. We were trying to establish that partnership. I wanted to play his front foot. And it just mm-hmm. so happened there was, you know, another white guy <laughs> nearby and I, you know, it kind of blurred out for a second. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. So, Sam, how how you how, how you feeling about the final? Um, obviously, you know, a lot of times on this, on this podcast, we talk about sort of the past, present and future of the national team. Mark finally got to taste that sort of CONCACAF just chaos in in the in the final semifinal and final of, of Nations League. You're getting to experience that now. Um, obviously, a crazy. It was a scrappy semifinal with with Qatar, and and it just felt different than the rest of the games, right? You guys continue to play. I think you've been one of the most consistent players in the tournament of anybody, which I think is a great thing. I was a left back myself, and and that's such a it's a compliment that sometimes you don't get because you know it's not getting the the glory of of people who are scoring goals and doing other th- things like that. But if, you know, for me. Um, even though you are scoring goals, yeah, uh, I know. Seriously, yeah, 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 yeah. but 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 you, you know what? What's it like? What's it been like for you to sort of see the the tournament come to life, and then now feel you know? Do you feel pressure going into this final against Mexico? You know what, what's going on in your head right now? Yeah, I mean, it's been a good tournament, pretty much for our whole team. Um, we you know we've only we've only let up one goal in the whole tournament so far. Um, you know we've had Matt; he's been balling out in goal. Um, you know we had a solid back line throughout the tournament. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited for the, for the final, honestly. Um, obviously there's going to be nerves when, when it comes down to game time, but right now, you know, I'm just looking forward to it. You know, you don't get this chance often, you know, to play in a final in a, in a goal, in the gold cup. So, uh, yeah, for me, I'm just excited and ready for the challenge, uh, for the final and especially against L3, you know, uh, it's always a clash between the two times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 As an experience, you know, uh, uh, rival of uh, Mexico. Now that I've got that experience under my belt, you yeah. know, uh, and I can say it's a different intensity. You know, exactly. it's a different environment. You know, you just feel the energy. You're gonna. I can tell you now, you're more than likely going to be the 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 mini- the minority in the stadium. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be eighty percent Mexico and twenty percent U.S. Yeah, and I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping it's not true, but the reality is, it might might be somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they've, they've already said like the game's already sold out and they sold out in like 90 minutes. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to be a hectic crowd. <laughs> Have you ever played uh, 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 an away game at home before? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think I've played an away game uh, here in the States. There's actually, uh, honestly, at the, the game against Qatar, there's a, there's a lot of Qatar fans. There's, there's actually a lot more than I thought there was going to be. Well, guys, yeah. actually, I also heard that Qatar was paying twenty dollars to, <laughs> to put to put Qatar T-shirts on. Right. Uh, but it's but by the way, be, be, before we shift off of Qatar, they're pretty impressed. I mean, most yeah. of those players all play in the same club team yeah. in Qatar. They play for Xavi. They play. You can see uh, Xavi in the way that they play. Right. They yeah. had some guys super te- technical on the ball, yeah. super comfortable in tight situations. Were you surprised at at the quality that they have? I mean, it's a tiny little country i think it's only a few hundred thousand people that are that are locals there and guys actually before you answer that yo it's pronounced cutter i think no i think it's guitar <laughs> is it cutter <laughs> yeah listen i say guitar still but i mean i was i was correct it's cutter it's cutter, it's cutter. Yeah. All right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, but like, that, I, I think if you said cutter, it's it's in the way that you would say it in in Arabic, right? Yeah. And like, that's like, so then you would have to like say every single name of the players that play for cutter <laughs> in the way that their names are actually pronounced. So let's just go with Qatar, and then right, you bye, see bye, bye. their names, yeah, yeah. and and yeah, you know, you say Afif instead of however you would uh, pronounce exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, going back to the Qatar, I mean, they they they're actually a really good team, you know. They're actually very technical players. And yeah, I wasn't expecting it, honestly, um, going in the game. Um, just going into it, you know, you're like, oh, it's going to be another scrappy, you know, CONCACAF game. But no, they're they're really technical and really good on the ball. A um, bunch of really good players. So um, obviously we got the win. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're a good team. Well, actually, they're not CONCACAF, you know. They're, exactly. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I want to play pretty football too. You know, that's the. But hey, you know, you I don't, I don't mind scrappiness. You know, I don't mind it at all. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, yeah. Had, had, had you ever played against this style of play? I mean, it's a that that it's more representative of what you're actually going to face against Mexico and the way that they want to play technically. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mexico are very comfortable in sort of like chaos and creating chaos on 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 the field and disrupting teams. But, you know, in terms of that rhythm and flow and there might be periods where you don't have the ball and they swing it and they break pressure really well. And if you're not organized in the press, it's like one, two, three passes, they're out. Um, have, have you played against the... Like, was that a was that anything new for you in that, or was it just another game? And these were just the skill sets that they were bringing to the table. No, we play Philadelphia, bro. <laughs> no, oh, oh. Philadelphia's not playing through anything. You're just, you're just pressing better than yeah. them, you know? good pressing game. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think they were yeah a real technical team and and played really good football. Um, so obviously, it was it was a lot different to kind of what we're used to, especially in Concacaf. You know, it's in CONCACAF, most of our games have been just, you know, more scrappy and, you know, grind out a result to get a 1-0 win. Um, but, yeah, I think overall the game was more open, um, you know, open for both teams. And we got to keep the ball a lot more in the in the first half um, and the second half. We, you know, was, it, there's a lot more space for us to play uh, rather than against Jamaica. They were trying to press us every single time we, we touched the ball. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it was just a different style of play um, than than the rest of the tournament has been. Do you like, do you, did, do you like the fact, I mean, they were sitting back pretty deep against you guys when they, in transition, when they drop back, I mean, for a left back, that's a pretty dream scenario because your starting <laughs> position gets to be a lot higher. Yeah. Uh, did you, do you, do you, do you enjoy that? I mean, even towards the end of the game, you were, yeah, even, even towards the end of the game, you were still pressing high and getting up into the attack. I mean, is that, do you think that style of play suits your game most or what, what type of play do you think suits your game the most yeah i mean i enjoyed it you know i love being an attacking side of things and being an attacking half for for most of the game um and you get a lot of touches on the ball especially when when they're playing with five in the back and um you know the outside mid has to come press you you get the ball um a lot more um so yeah i enjoyed it you know i got to get on the ball a lot um so yeah that that's just a style play i like to play how has it been with the hotels though because look we all know the hotel situation have has has it been difficult adjusting you know to to the different environment are you guys flying right after the game usually or is it like the day after uh yeah it's usually just like the day after uh we'll fly out nice. and then um like yesterday we we trained in the morning and then flew out in the in the evening um and then got here and had had dinner and stuff um so i mean yeah it's been it's been a little more difficult you know a lot different than you of were course. used to you know Rather than like a jam camp where in one spot the entire time you know, you just unpack mm. everything you're good to go um, yeah, we of just, course. we've been packing up and going to every hotel, you know, you can imagine. <laughs> Bruh, they, I, for, honestly, to be honest with you, anytime we had like the a camp where I knew we'd be traveling, I would just leave my suitcase open 
Mm-hmm. And I would just live out of the suitcase for that four days we were Bro. there. Wait, hold hold on, but Sam, this is a good. This is actually a good conversation. Uh-huh. Do you do you use the do you? I mean, okay, yes, different. But like, do you use the Mark? You use the drawers when you stay in the hotel. Like, it you depends. Get fully unpacked. It depends. It depends. If we're there, like the Jan camp, hundred percent, hundred percent. I would pull the drawers open, you know, and start putting my stuff in because I know. We're going to be there for 20 days at least. Ironing board is out. Ironing board. (laughs) (laughs) You already know I got stuff in the closet. The hangers are all full. I'm going to have to ask for more, you know? And then, yeah, bro, come on. You got to. Sam, Sam, do you? Yeah, I mean, for the longer camps, yeah, I like to unpack my stuff, you know, get it all sorted. But, I mean, right now, I have all my stuff just in the suitcase, man. (laughs) You know, you pull it out as you need it, you know? Well, people can't even see this, but Sam didn't even make his bed for a podcast. I know you see, <laughs> you know, he knows that we're just in audio. Look, I, I'm looking behind you right oh, now. Oh, that, yeah, that, that one, yeah, that one, that Yeah, yeah, you see, that. that's the only, that's the only sleeping yeah. in. Yeah, and then the other yeah. one is like, for, for you know, when the guys want to slide through, you know, you're just chopping it up. And you're like, oh yeah, you can just lay on. Yeah, that one, you right? just stay yeah. here, you know, no problem. <laughs> yeah, hey, the double, the double queen or the double king is key when you want to lay those clothes out, nicely spread out across that little organization. Oh, that's exactly what I have right now. I've got all my, you know, the gear we wear every single day just lined up, you know, and it's a rotation too, you know. Mm-hmm. You take the bottom oh, ones out, oh. when you gotta wear it the next day, you know. It's always mm-hmm. the bottom, <laughs> bottom ones. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> Do you? No, 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 no. Are you the kind of guy who, who gets up every morning and is going to make his bed? You know, because some people feel like they need to like complete a task to get yeah. the day started and be like, yeah, I accomplished. You know, I'm ready to, to tackle this day. Are you that guy? Or are you the kind of, I'm going to roll out of bed, I'm going to go get breakfast, and then I'm going to come get my the COVID test, do my screens and my questionnaire, and I'm going to come back in bed and I'm just going to sleep. You know? <laughs> no, I'm a bit of a mix between both. You know, I don't, I don't like to make my bed in the morning. You know, I, I just leave it, get up, and get my day started. Sloppy. <laughs> You're goofy, bro. Mark, you make your bed. Mark, you make your bed every morning. Yes, bro. I have. Ooh, what's to. wrong with you, bro? I have That's to. Defeat. You might as well. You might as well get an Airbnb then. You stay in the Airbnb. <laughs> like, bro. like what? That's the whole point of, of of having the the hotel. And where Sam's staying right now, that's a resort. Which yeah, one hundred percent. Like, U.S. soccer is definitely playing some sort of resort fee, which means you know that's got like yeah. you gotta you gotta maximize the out like the use of that sort of stuff. Let somebody come in pamper that even even actually national team stays in a lot of hotels but they'll do yeah. uh turn down service yeah, as well yeah, at night yeah, yeah. and that's nice so they'll come in put a little chocolate on your pillow puff you that thing up pillow, for you yeah you come it's nice and ready for you the blind the blinds are down a little yeah. bit just like you know getting letting you helping you unwind a little yeah. they got a little towel a little towel laying on the bed full like a dove you know yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah i could go on about this all day long but uh yeah. i don't want to you know deny the opportunity to talk to you about so is uh, can you talk about a potential upcoming move yeah can we speak about yeah. that yeah that's yeah fine. yeah is it done uh pretty much i mean i we're getting the flights and stuff so it's 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 done you know okay oh, it's yeah. all so pending like pending yeah. like a physical and uh yeah. or medical as they'll call yeah. it oh yeah medical uh, Medi- the medical yeah. pending medical you know? yeah exactly and and the first thing you got to do is 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 when you, and you when you land is help mark find a local loofah uh <laughs> and and build. Okay. have you been able to find those is that are the common around you mark Honestly, I don't think they're common in gang, but in Antwerp, in Antwerp, I can find, you know, they got a nice African population, so I can, yeah. I can always find what I need, you know, I can always find what I need. And so nice. It's, it's nice. It works out, you know, and now I have more of a reason to, to pull up. Will gang and, and Antwerp be culturally different? Yeah, probably. Probably. I would say, I would say just, uh, I'd probably say gang is a little bit more like historic, 
you know, in terms of, you know, where it comes from, a smaller population, very close-knit, and Antwerp is heavily populated in terms of the city, and it's much more city-esque, you know, much more yeah. hustle and bustle, you know, that, that New York style that I'm kind of used to. I wouldn't compare it directly to New York, but you're going to get that city, that city vibe from it. You got Grand Central Station, you got the strip with the designer stores, <laughs> you got the strip with the regular retail stores, you got the strip with the waffle spots, you know, you got waffle this. Spot. It's, it's yeah. cool because Antwerp, they have pockets of different cultures and stuff. So, um, Also, the zoo is right next to the Central, the Central Station, which is the train station. So... Yeah, man. If you want to see some animals, you got the zoo right there. Sam, so. have you been to Belgium? Uh, I have. Yeah, I have been to Belgium. Okay. Yeah, just once. When? Um, national team. Oh, was it? Ooh, Mark it, didn't get that it, call. Yeah, this, you this, see, this, this is what I was talking about. This is what I was talking about on the on the episodes prior. You know, I was spotty. I was called in like once every six camps. You know, they're like, oh, we can't get this guy, so let's just call him Mark. See what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, you were, you, you know, the, it was the time of the party and, you know, we all had a good time. You were, wait, Mark, you, Mark, were, there? you were there? <laughs> I was. You know, I was at training, you know, I had training that day. Well, it's funny you say that though, because, and, and I keep, we keep stopping you from, from, from talking. No, no, it's sorry, okay. no Mark, and I, Mark and I like to talk a lot. Yeah. But, but I remember, I remember, uh, some of these podcasts, we've had some of the guys from my national team generation uh-huh. and they would talk about like, yeah, you know, uh, Confederations Cup, it was great. We, you know, when we won the beat, beat Spain in the semis, it was so cool. And then they, they would like go like, Heath, were you like, were you there? <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, I was there, bro. We were like, we hung out every single day, but like you go through all, all these, all it's... these times and how many, how many caps do you have now? Uh, six, I want to say maybe six. Yeah, six okay. Yeah. That may, yeah. So I had my first six under under Bruce Arena uh, before it changed. But I, I you know, you you go and you, and you string it out over years, and you you start having all these memories and distinct moments, right? You'll look back at this Gold Cup final, and you'll assume that Mark was there with you because you'll spend time in the national teams together and all this stuff. It's kind of a weird or or bizarre thing that's like you start going like, were you there? Were you not there? And then you have injuries. You have all these things that play yeah. in over time that you just realize that, yeah, we're all part of this national team thing. And I don't know who was there because you kind of just go into camp, you black out for a few days, you you train, you play, you hope to win, and then you go home. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how like all the, all the youth national teams, that's how it is. Like it's all one jumble for me now. It's like, oh, uh, he was probably there. I don't know. I played with him and him, you know, I don't know which camps it was, but yeah, I was there. And I think he was there, you know. Of course, of course. It's- Let me ask you this then. When you were growing up, did you dream of playing abroad? Did you dream of, like, what was your first dream? You know, from my generation, it was always the national team, the Olympics. Those were the things you dreamed about because that's what you could see and have access to. Was yours always, did, did, did your first big dream come as like a, I want to play at Barcelona or AC Milan? Or was it like a national team thing for you? Um, it was a little bit of both, you know. Obviously, um, growing up, you always see like the, you know, you saw Messi playing every single week and you're like, oh man, I want to, I want to be like that guy. I want to play there. I want to be like him. Um, but also, yeah, the national team, um, obviously when you're playing or when you're in the U S and you're seeing them playing the world cup, um, you see all these different moments that go throughout the years and you're like, oh man, it was, I would love to be there. I love to be with that national team. Um, so yeah, I would say just a little bit of both, you know, I've obviously I've always wanted to play in Europe. Um, even from a young age, you know, my, my goal was to get to Europe and, and then play with the national team as well. Um, and, you know, those are coming to fruition now. Um, you know, it's, it's been a long time. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's always, always been a dream for me for sure. What are you looking forward to most about the move? 
because because I know there was a whole lot of emotions when when I was you know in the buildup of, of yeah you know, once I got the confirmation of my ticket uh-huh. it's like oh snap this is real you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. and like the days leading up to the flight uh-huh. how how has it been for you it's it's been you know it's been a lot you know I I honestly didn't really find out that I was actually gonna move until after I was at camp so I didn't have time to pack anything back home um, so you know I only have like two days when I go back to pack my you know my whole life up and and figure everything out and hop on a flight straight to to belgium and you know straight into things you get there you got to do your medical you got to get in your mm-hmm. hotel find a place to live um uh, so mm-hmm. yeah it's just you, you know how it is i mean you did it a couple months ago and it's it's just hectic <laughs> you know <laughs> no trust me i know i know firsthand because it was uh i think when i landed it kind of all hit me i was like oh shoot like i'm actually here yeah. But for you, you're 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 lucky because you don't have to go through the whole COVID thing. You know that was that was yeah. miserable. You know mm-hmm. the quarantine and, and plus I came in the butt crack of, of winter and like oh, I think gosh. I brought all the I think I brought all the snow with me. Yeah, I got it. I think I brought every inch of snow from the East Coast to Belgium. Uh-huh. They were like, "Yeah, hey, we haven't gotten this much snow in like a decade." I don't I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> like, this is freaking ridiculous. You yeah, know? yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. You know, I've been looking forward to it. Um, you know, I get to bring my, my dog over with me. Uh, you know, my girlfriend's going to come with, so it'll all be, you know, it'll, it, it won't feel like I'm too far from home. Cause I'll have, yeah. you know, people around, uh, which will be nice. Um, but yeah, you know, I, Ooh, I'm obviously excited. That sounds like a lot of pressure, you know, you, you know, yeah. you, you gotta like, you got your girlfriend coming. That means she is sacrificing something yes. uh, for you, uh-huh. which means you owe her <laughs> <Yeah>. immediately <laughs> on the day that you get there. So you better open up that credit card. And just give her that lifestyle or whatever it is that she wants because, yeah. oh man, those sacrifices, there's no free lunch, Sam. You should know that. You know? No, <laughs> no free lunches. No, you better, hey, you better prepare for some waffles too because, <laughs> you know, the waffles, that's going to rack up, all right? They may be a euro, but next thing you know, in a few months, you racked up $50 in, in waffles. $50 in waffles. <laughs> comes back comes back from training and goes, $75 on the card. What did you do? Waffles. Waffles. That's it. Waffles. Just one word. Waffles. Oh, waffle shopping. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, serious, bro. They hit different, though. I won't lie. I, I, I highly recommend. They got some good spots in Antwerp. So what's what's the go-to waffle? Like, what, what flavor do you get? Bro, it's about what you want, man. They have, like, you can get a plain Belgian waffle with, you know, Nutella on it. You can get a plain waffle with, you know, whipped cream and strawberries. You can get a plain waffle. Just plain. Just you can plain. get a chocolate. Inf- you can get a chocolate infused waffle. Uh, yeah, bro. It's just whatever you're feeling that day. Yeah, honestly, they got a whole array of of of, of flavors. Too so, many flavors. There's too many to count. Yeah, and so you have to try you, all of them, obviously. Yeah, Sam, do you let yourself indulge in 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 these types of things, or are you you know very rigid about like you don't allow yourself to have like uh anything like you know i don't know what your parameters are but do you do you have sweets from time to time do you have a like a bag of chips on a day that you're just like i need this Mm -hmm. i mean honestly i don't i don't like sweets like i'm not a sweets guy i don't like candy or cookies or anything um so like my go-to is ice cream like if i if i really want something i'm like all right i'm gonna get some ice cream other than that like any sweets i just like I, i don't like it you know it doesn't taste good to me 
He's at camp. Come on. He, you know he's not going to answer that. Come on. <laughs> Steve. Uh, yeah, my, 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 my body is my, my, body is my temple. I'm just <laughs> literally, I keep, I keep, a, I keep, I keep a bowl of lettuce, uh, you know, next <laughs> to my bed for when I get a little, a little hungry. You got know? some celery and, some, and, some, and, and yeah. carrots, and, you know, for my late night snack. Some peanut butter, <laughs> almond, sorry, almond butter, not peanut butter. Almond yes. Butter. Yeah, yeah. 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 Almond butter. Yeah. I used to, you know, the, the, the kit man uh, named Jesse McNamee during my, my generation in the national team used to always keep their, when they started to over time they started to eliminate all of the things you know like all of the all of the good stuff yeah. like the snack the snack you know in in like the meal room where the they had snacks in the training room like it went from being like oh man i'm going to eat like remember the big bags of like um uh, it was like fruit snacks. They were like cherry something. I don't, I don't remember if you guys would know, but they were like big. They weren't like little fruit snack packets. They were like the big ones you get from Costco. No, no, no. And no, no, no. Okay. they went from all those to being like dial it down to trail mix where you could, you know, catch a few uh-huh. M&Ms in there to being gone. So then Jesse used to have this stash where he would like hit Costco before camp. And like, he was like, the, he was like the drug dealer in camp, you know, <laughs> where like guys would come in to pick up their training from training gear uh, from the room and they'd be like, it's in the drawer. And you go open the drawer and there'd be like Snickers and there'd be like things in there that that uh, that they weren't supposed to have. And it was like this it was like this underground industry of being able to get guys who are in in camp and lockdown wherever we were in the world, like get you the things that you needed, you know, keep 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 you going. That's awesome. Would you would you pay him? Would you like slip it slip it under or was it all all free? You know, what's funny is he also had at at um dignity health he the, all the equipment room from the national team that's there mm-hmm. behind the shelves he had a mini fridge in the wall that had beers in them um this guy was high level so, like <laughs> yeah, literally in the wall level. so like yeah like he, he there were but he was like kind of the go-to guy because you know they'd have these these guys they work so hard for the, for the team you know he's pressing jerseys every night and he's getting the clothes ready and laundry and all these things there's all these different factors and and obviously through the generations from from uh, Bruce to Bob uh, to Jurgen to Bruce, like you have these guys who have seen a certain way. Like some of them would be like, "Hey, here's my lineup. Here's the numbers." Where like Jurgen would be like, "No, we're playing one through eleven in our starting eleven. So the night before, the kit man's like, you know, pressing jerseys with names yeah. all night long. Yeah. Right? He's not able to get a, get ahead of these things. So he was always the one that had the stash because they'd have these crazy long nights. So then you know, coaches would pop in. It'd be like the social place, so that you could you always had a place you could go get a drink or a beer if you wanted. If you were a staff or a player and after games, of course, um, it was just like this this little like thing. It was like culture culturally, it was like a thing, you know, uh, within the team that like you had this. You had this speakeasy you could go unwind at if you needed to in camp, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's sweet. No, does anybody have a room? I'm, all right, listen, we all know. Like, there's always that one guy in camp who you, like, yeah, you Heath had Jesse, but I've been at camps and I'm like, I know there's always one guy who's got the stash, especially exactly. in like an international trip. You know, I know he's got two duffel bags, or he's got a suitcase and a duffel bag, and in that duffel bag <laughs> is pride. It's precious cargo. Yeah. Has there been? Is there anybody at the camp right now who who's that guy? I wouldn't name it. I don't. I don't know yeah, if you want. Yeah, that's good move. Good you know? move. But they they do enjoy their wine. Let me let me just say that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got a wine connoisseur. Who who do you think? I don't answer, but who do you think that is, Mark <clears throat> in camp? Hmm. Well, it's it's an older guy. I can tell you that now. Um, it's not J. Lou. Yeah. Uh, it's not John Luca Busio. It's not oh, George so. Bello. Yeah, it's not. It's de- it's definitely not. Look, they're literally trying to change the wine industry because of that generation. 
doesn't drink wine. Yeah. And so they're like, if we don't move wines into cities where you have sort of like the microbrewery world where mm-hmm. it's a little bit more uh, experience based, the wine industry, my brother works in the wine industry. They're like, it's going to die because of these these guys. Yeah. These guys aren't, em- aren't embracing it. So we know it's not them. Um, I'm trying to think of who it could be. I, I mean, I, I think I know. I think <laughs> I would know. But I'd have to look at the roster again because, like, sometimes I like I just need to look at the names. That's yeah. such a funny thing, by the way. Like, wine is the thing, and unless it's like a Brad Guzan or like an older guy, I'm like, who is just who? Who <laughs> I don't on know. the younger end got a, got a sample of wine and was like, this is my thing. You know, this is this is this is me. Watch I'm, it be I'm, mad. I'm, watch I'm, it be mad happy. Watch. Uh, watch happy. it be mad happy. You out here smuggling <laughs> smuggling red wine, some some Merlot, some Merlot. Oh man. I, I I used to when in the youth national teams I used to travel with a loaf of bread and peanut butter and jelly, uh, because I I was a really picky eater and I was always just worried like jet lag and everything like that like that was the one thing that always made it into my bag was like a small thing of peanut butter a uh, small thing of jelly and and a loaf of bread because I was like you you put that in my bag you can send me anywhere <laughs> you and can I'm gonna survive. be just fine like it was just I I need I I just always needed to know that like. If it was one of these meals that had like I just felt uncomfortable eating or didn't like, and I would just go back and be like comfort food. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is is do either of you guys have anything that you pack? It doesn't necessarily have to be food or something that you know just sort of makes you feel homey. I mean, you, ahead, usually I just bring like uh, like Ritz crackers. I mean that, and like beef jerky that gets me through it. You know, that's mm-hmm. like my go-to. I'll bring beef jerky, and then. Uh, yeah, those Ritz crackers are so good. You know, nice and salty. You get the full, you get the full stack, or you get like the little portable little. Oh, like, for sure, know. I bring like the full stacks, like the ones that are this big. You know, that come with tons of crackers. <laughs> of course, and you put in the, Mark. you put in the, you stack like a sandwich or what? Like you just sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, you know what? Let's just try this, and you make a little sandwich. It's so nice. In all honesty, market. Those Ritz are a little high on the empty carbs. If, to be uh, honest with you, if I'm being honest, as as the head of as the head of um, health and wellness on this podcast, I'm going to be lying that you know he could he could probably pick some some healthier options to to put into his body during his downtime. Honestly, I've been I, I just pulled up the uh, the nutritional facts on Ritz crackers, <laughs> and right now I'm seeing uh, yeah the sodium is a bit high for you. Yep. Um, a lot of sodium. All right, Greg, we got him. We got him, Greg. We got him. We got him. We found. We, All right. We found we found the guy with the. We found the guy with the crumbs. We found the guy leaving the crumb crumb trails all over the hotel that you've been uh, trying to trying to track down uh, this entire Worst tournament. <laughs> right, Sam, is there anything you're worried about uh, moving abroad? Um, is there anything that you that makes you nervous? You guys talked about Mark. You talked about the weather. Like when I started my career, like you you both are the same in the fact that you're leaving home really for the first time permanently, right? Um, in a way. And, and for me, I went to college for a short time and then I started my career. And when I landed in Copenhagen, same thing, I was coming off this flight, got some decent sleep the night before. And I'm looking down and I'm like, it's all white. It's everything's white. You know, I came in the mid season after a college season and it was in January and I was like, this is crazy. Um, and I just all of a sudden just felt really far from home. Fortunately, Belgium's going to be at least at least in the bigger cities going to be more English, just like it was in, in Copenhagen. But is there anything that you think about going like you don't know what you don't know, or something that's like lingering in your mind of like uh, that you're anxious about? Yeah, I mean, just like figuring out the life over there, you know, like finding out you know how to get how to get around, get to different places, you know, get your car, get your apartment, um, you know, having to sort all that out. 
Um, and then obviously, um, for me, just getting, getting, you know, settled in in the right spot in the right area and make sure you like, you pick the right spot, um, to where you're not feeling like you're overwhelmed if you're too far in the city or, um, you know, you're not too far from the city where you don't know, really know, really know what's going on. Um, so I guess just figuring out kind of the logistics of, you know, where you're going to be staying and, and how it's going to be when you get over there. I know like most of Antwerp, um, you know, most of them will speak English, which will be nice, um, which will be a lot nicer. But, um, you know, I think I'm going to take some classes over there uh, once I get over there to, you know, learn a little bit of, of French and, and Flemish, <laughs> whatever they speak over there. <laughs> Listen, from experience, I would like that the, 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 the Dutch speaking, I'm going to be upset by the statement, but I would... I would put some more emphasis or focus on probably French. French will probably get yeah. you a little bit farther. Just because, you know, Dutch is only really spoken in like two or three countries, you know, maybe like one and a half. You yeah. know, is. the southern half of Belgium does not speak Dutch. Like those, they know Dutch, but they don't speak Dutch. They're like, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's French. So I would probably... You know, focus a little more French, but French, yeah. I'm taking Dutch classes. You know, I'll start my French in the in, in the in the fall winter, but uh, yeah, you know, Dutch will help as well. Don't get me wrong, and and, and especially in Antwerp, you know, everyone speaks. You'll hear them speaking French one second, and then Dutch the next second, and you're like, all right, could you please speak English? I I, I just got here, so I need <laughs> yeah. to know. You know, do you have a toilet? Because because I just need to use yeah. the toilet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. How's your how's your Dutch, Mark? Ah, uh, it's it's solid. You know, it's solid. I understand yeah. a lot more than I can speak, but my accent has has gotten a lot better. Um, and look, when you're around it every day, you're inevitably going to pick it up. So yeah, the more you hear it, the more you try and speak. You know, you're going to get made fun of probably at times. But yeah. to be honest, the guys are just going to talk crap because it's just the locker room. That's just how it is. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, you'll be yeah. fine. You just got to dive in. Yeah, you got to dive in. I yeah. when I uh, I got made fun of so much. For learning Danish, learning German, and I will say, by the way, Dutch will make if if Germany is yeah. is is on the on the on your trail of of potential uh, moves in your career. Dutch makes it a lot. Like when Michael Bradley got to uh, to Germany from Holland, yeah, he knew German within like a few months just because it's like Germanic, right? Yeah. So it's all the same like root words, the same as like Spanish and and Portuguese or Italian, and like the, those root root words make it a lot easier to to learn the next thing like you can immediately if you learn dutch you'll be able to understand some german mm-hmm. right away depending on the regions and, and and the dialect but uh so there is there is that value um for sure as well do you speak any other languages sam uh i mean i can understand a lot of spanish you know speaking isn't isn't as good but i can understand a lot of spanish um but that's it that's the yeah. life in MLS, baby. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to know at least a little bit yeah. of Spanish when you when you're playing in the MLS. <laughs> yep, or get or you find yourself on the bench. Man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or you find the translator. Yeah. You know, find your translator gets thrown out the game. You know. It's, oh, it's bro, did you days. see that? Oh my gosh, that was in our game too. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> Never seen something mm. like that. His English translator <laughs> got a red card. I know. I that was great too. Why oh, was out on the touchline, dude? What's going on? He was trying to mean? translate for for the guy, <laughs> for his boss, all right? Yeah, it's uh, I I just love the thought of having like because uh, like I think it was Jose Mourinho started as a translator 
uh, at one point. Mm-hmm. And just the thought of him being out on the touchline, just repeating something aggressively that the coach is saying in yeah. a way, but in another language. <laughs> and that's how he got his start of people being like, oh, yeah, he understands the game. You're like, no, he's just Not- repeating what that <laughs> yeah. guy's saying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now he's the special one. And all he's been doing this whole time is just repeating stuff someone else said. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Man. I've been out here copy and pasting, man. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking plagiarism. Yeah. So we'll, let's 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 wrap it up with a little bit of a gold cup uh final talk. Uh, I mean, you're in you're in the final uh match. You know, you talked about it's bizarre because you're only gonna get two days to to kind of get your life together and go. Mark Anthony K got traded yeah, in yeah, the yeah, middle yeah, of yeah. it as well. Uh, I hope I hope that like I, I was doing the broadcast the day he got traded with it, I was doing the LAFC broadcast and, and um, it was just weird to navigate that. And I remember I was traded twice as well. And I'm, I'm like, I'm hoping that they're at a point now where he was involved in it, knowing he yeah. could get like a trade and yeah. sign and a new deal. And his, his, he's still got one option year after this. And although I hope that it was whatever, but for you, has that been an, a, a distraction at all going into a final or is it just sort of like, we'll get through this and we'll worry about the rest later. Cause I would, I would personally, what, what I struggled with the most is pending moves. Yours seems further down the line, but like the link to this or there's potential for that or something we're talking about this when I had a few of these things that were sort of on the bubble. Those were, they were really hard. I would tell myself like, oh, don't, I would, I would say out loud, like, don't think about that, focus on this. But it was really hard to actually eliminate that from my mind because it was just lingering. Do you have any of that? I mean, I'm not to say it's a distraction, but it, is that in your mind or is that sort of like we get through this and we'll deal with that later? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously it's going to be on my mind. You know, it's, it's such a big move, you know. Uh, finding out all the like the logistical part of part of uh, the move and all of that. Um, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, but obviously, you know, it's been a long camp. Uh, you kind of your mind's uh, been in camp the whole time. Uh, you know, I'm excited for the final. Uh, I've been thinking about that since day one, you know, get to the final and and beat Mexico. You know, that's kind of been the, the goal since the beginning. So now that it's tomorrow, you know, it's it's all full force at, at that game. And you know, I guess I'll figure everything else um, out as soon as the game's over. Yeah, man, trophy and a bonus. Ooh, we <laughs> transfer, and a trophy, bonus, bonus <laughs> and a transfer. <laughs> what more could you ask for? Honestly, in a month, that's uh, that's some serious. Exactly, man. That's all you can ask for. Honestly, I like that. Was there? Is, has there been any? Has there been anything? Any approach that you've had? You know, obviously, gold cups uh, are so important because you get a run of games, right? If you can get, uh, if you can be on the field, you get a run of games to be able to prove yourself. And whether it's like the first team or, or a mixed team or whoever gets called in, it's still an opportunity to be in front of Greg and his staff to sort of make an impression, to show that you're reliable heading into, you know, qualifying and potentially a world cup. Is there anything that he said to you? Is there any conversations that you've had throughout the, the tournament with him? Obviously you've, you've been, you know, consistent all the way through, uh, in your performances. Have you guys had any conversations? Um, yeah, just, um, just a few conversations about, you know, how the, how the game has been going. We've obviously done like one-on-one film and stuff. Um, you know, just go over the game and, and he's, he's been talking about how I've been playing. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's been good conversations with Greg. Um, you know, I know Mark knows the staff really well, you know, they're, they're a bunch of good guys, you know, uh, they're always looking out for the players. Um, so I mean, yeah, the- yeah, but I heard, I heard, I heard those days are long. Mark, Mark, even Mark said like, uh, you know, long days. Yeah, you know, with with Greg, like you talk about video. I know that you're. I'm. I'm I know that that's not that's not like a hey, I, I got your clips. You know, it's no. like five minutes, uh, like compilation, like a YouTube style. Like look at all these things. It's like 
sit down. Let's have a chat. That's exactly. That's exactly. You sit down. He's like, all right, what do you think of this play? And then you got to talk. Ah, yes. That's it. That's it right there. (laughs) Once you get hit with the, 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 what do you think about this play? You, you're, you're, like, what, you might what, as well. what do you want me to think about this? Play? <laughs> you know, like, and, yeah. and what do you how think? about you start coach and I'll follow up? Yeah, exactly. What do you think of this play? And then I'll, I'll add on to whatever you think is, is going on in this play. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Coach. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Why didn't I see that? Yeah. You're right. Man, I should have been there instead. Right. Yeah. I should have been up yeah. the field a little higher, you know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. I, like it. I got, I got, I got one for in this final. If you had to have something thrown at you, what would you, what would you want to have thrown at you? Like, I think I got beer and soda on me, and my arm was sticky for the last like forty minutes of the game, and I couldn't figure out what it was exactly. Oh no! But I was like, I don't, I, I don't know. It's something, it's something sugary, you know? Like, yeah. I, I can't taste it because that was kind of weird in the middle of you know pandemic. But like, bro, what is this? Is there <laughs> anything that that you if you had to have something thrown at you? And I, I don't, I hope you don't. But look, it adds to the CONCACAF experience. So, you know, why not? You know, it would be nice if, like, someone threw, like, toilet paper at you. Because, like, that's not going to hurt. And it's pretty funny, you know? They throw it as hard as they can. It, like, barely hits you. So, I think I think a nice roll of toilet paper would be would be really nice. Yeah. If or anyway, those streamers. Those streamers, are, yeah. the, those streamers wouldn't hit you that hard either, you know? When they throw those streamers and the goalie just goes and, like, grabs them all and puts them <laughs> yeah. on the sideline, you're like, that's fun. Uh, hey, that's a lot. That's pretty fun. This, I got it's a lot better than have you been hit by anything before me i've never been hit by anything i mean i saw freaking geo got hit by what like a beer can but i don't know if it was a chicken bone or a beer can but whatever it was it got him right in the head so uh he he got (laughs) smacked i saw the replay he got smacked (laughs) i'm gonna be in i'm gonna be in the stands uh, in las vegas tomorrow just chucking stuff at sam the whole whole game trying to hit him just i'm I'm gonna bring a 60 pack of toilet paper and just start trying to zing some home uh, some 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 touchdown throws some hail marys at him you know everywhere on the field just the gigantic those exercise rolls too you know the ones that like barely fit on the actual tube thing i'm just gonna be throwing throwing passes at him anytime on you can see dude listen to hey security you can't kick me out listen to the tape he said he wants to get hit by a roll of toilet paper you know he He said it that's gonna walk in with a big trench coat wrapped up wrapped around and freaking toilet paper. Uh, toilet like, so paper. we have to patch you down. What do you what do you what do you what do you got under there? I'm like, oh, it's just a 60, 60 pack of uh, double 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 ply toilet paper. Uh, don't worry about it. None of your business. It's not a weapon. You're like this food. Extra this soft. food messes Extra me soft. up, man. You know, I, I, I don't know what to say about it. Always ready. Always got to be ready. Yeah, I got a weak stomach. I got, got a weak, weak stomach. stomach. Exactly. <laughs> Tonight, hey, it's a ninety minute match. You never know. Go an extra time. You know, I need to be. Yeah. I need to make yeah. sure. You know, sometimes they run out of toilet paper in the yeah. bathroom. So yeah. I can't yeah. come with my own stash. I love it. I love it. So, Mark, hit him with some rapid fire, and then we'll let him get out of here. Boom, boom. So, uh, yeah, we got some rapid fire questions for you, man. Right off the top of your head, just answer it. Don't think too much. Uh, your favorite player of all time? Uh, Garrett Bell. Interesting. Oh, okay. Actually, I knew that answer. Let me stop playing. Uh, favorite favorite U.S. men's national team player of all time? Probably Tim Howard, because uh, I played with him, and yeah, uh, I know what he's like. Uh, yeah. 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 Are you going to get tatted up at some point? You got any tats yet? I don't have any tats. No, my, my mom would, would lose her mind if I got tats. <laughs> <laughs> my mom said the same thing, and now... Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, nah. yeah. <laughs> and then he then he got the bag and bought his family a house. Yeah, and yeah. Was chilling, yeah, you know? yeah. 
No one tells Mark anything. Got my mama truck. He's like, <laughs> no, I'm the man now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yo, are you are you putting pineapple on pizza? No. I mean, I I don't mind it. Like I could eat it, but okay. if if I had the choice, no, I wouldn't put pineapple okay. on pizza. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. And then last thing is we have a public Spotify playlist and we're having all of the guests throw on a track. Um, it can be anything you're feeling, whether it be now for pregame, something you were feeling back in the academy, uh, some you know one of the guys in the locker room plays. But to be honest, I wouldn't concern yourself on what song it is because we have a wide variety of music on this playlist. You know, right. from from Meek Mill to you know who Blink One Eighty Two is? No. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so we're good here. Oh, so that is so crazy. That, <laughs> so, that was that's crazy, dude. We have, my my generation has really let that yeah. down. To be honest, <laughs> there's been some stuff out there that, and it's mostly nostalgic, right? Yeah. So guys remember things from like big games where there's yeah. a random song that came on and they go with it. Uh, but I'm just like, dude, we're trying to make a playlist here, you know? And you go like, from Meek Mill to Blink 182. You're like, oh, oh wow, okay. Uh, so what are you going with, Sam? What are we feeling? Uh, is it any any genre? Or anything, anything, any genre, whatever, anything. whatever you're vibing to now, or something that's like your pregame hype, or something that like you have a great memory of. Anything. Um, honestly, like throughout the years, my favorite song has been uh, uh, Quinn Quinn song. It's called Bones. Um, I, you know, that's been my favorite for probably five or six years now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's Quinn's full yeah. name? Quinn something ninety something or eight? they call him Quinn. Is that the Quinn ninety two? Yeah. They, yeah. He's a huge soccer fan. Yeah. Yeah. He loves. Did uh, you know that? I think he's got like a ballistic jersey. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think he's posted one on his Instagram before. Yeah, he's a big soccer fan. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay, Bones by Quinn. It's it's a good song. Bones by Quinn. Okay. All right. Boom. Bones by Quinn. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yes, sir. <Listen. laughs> Go go go! Run up the playlist, you know. Uh, listens uh, with with some with yeah. some Quinn. Exactly. Like <laughs> well, cool, Sam. We appreciate you, you know, uh, spending some time with us. Obviously, as you can see, we like to just sort of take this conversation on a wild ride, not make it too much, too serious. So we appreciate you opening up with us. We wish you all the best in the final against Mexico. Yes, sir. Represent, you know. Uh, Mark's Mark is one and zero against Mexico. <laughs> I'm I'm one and one. Uh, and one of those being in a gold cup <laughs> final that didn't end as well for me. Um, but one of those being in a, in, a, in a qualifier as well. So we wish you all the best with that. Also, you know, good luck with your move. I'm sure, you know, you're going to probably have to get a two bedroom. So Mark can come and crash because sure. uh, he lives in a, a little, little tiny town and, and he needs a little bit of got you, uh, escape from time to time. You know exactly where I'll be. So when you make, when, when you get that place, when you get that, uh, you know, whether it be a town home house, you know, I don't know. You can do the six bedroom, eight bedroom. I don't know. Which bed. one. Make sure you just reserve. Just make sure you reserve one for me. You know, when you get a, when you get here, because uh, I love me some city, so I'll be there. And I got hey. my dog as well, so you know, a little you know, social play days. Oh, play days! Oh, play days! Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, you I can't believe Sam's moving all the way to Belgium just to have play days. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> for sure, bro. You always yeah. have a room in my house. You know. Okay. All right, say no more, man. Hey, I'm glad we got this on tape. I'm glad we got this on tape. Right? <laughs> you got it. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, man. And, and good luck. Make sure we, you know, we bring home that trophy again. Uh, it's gonna be great experience. So, so enjoy it. Soak it up. I've only got one experience playing in a in a Mexico U.S. you know rivalry. Yeah. I'm talking like I'm this this vet, you know, it's pretty right. forward, but 
bro. It's it's some it's there's an it's an experience that you have to go that you have to be in to really understand it. So I'm yeah. excited for you guys, and you know I'm I'll be watching. Hopefully, coach don't coach don't tag me. It's a nine out of time difference, but yeah, I know yeah. I know you guys you guys are gonna put your best foot forward, man. So get that money yes sir <laughs> hey i thank you thank you guys i appreciate it thanks for having me on and you know it's it's been fun you know it's, it's a good conversation with you guys so that is it mark uh that's another episode i appreciate you getting sam vines on obviously left backs we got to stick together I, i've been i've been a fan of his uh for a while now but uh you know probably couldn't book him myself he wouldn't know anything from my generations probably in like first grade uh when when i was playing uh in the national team but it's just good to see you still got that that credibility with this group you know it's been a little bit from that nation's league final where you guys got the trophy but good to see you can still deliver and bring some of these young guys onto the pod it's hard to it's hard to sometimes carry that burden but you know it's it's uh it's an honor you know really it's a responsibility that uh that I truly like to, to step up to, you know, when I, when I need to. So uh, if anybody was doubting, I hope I let you know I still got it. Yeah. How's the saying go? What's the, what's the saying? The juice is temporary, but the sauce is, is everlasting, you know? Ooh. Heard Ooh, here. That, for, you hear like, that? <laughs> that's like a live, laugh, love for swag, you know what I mean? Like for, for, for uh, living on a higher plane. But um, he was a great guy, man. I, it, it's crazy to, to have somebody that's that open about... Uh, a pending move and what he's going through and you know obviously you guys grew up in, in the youth teams together but uh yeah it, he, he's just all around good guy no man and he hit me great. with the follow on instagram which means i got ah, him before he was too famous you know what I mean? okay but okay I, I think I, I think a guy like him i'm like three four years out of getting the unfollow when he gets to a certain number and starts to go through the whole like spring cleaning <laughs> on the on the gram and he goes, man, this dude, like, I get it. But at the same time, like, like oh, yeah, it was on the pod. When my followers you know, to following, like, yeah, you know, ratio is getting a little too high. So, you know, sorry, you're going to have to start trimming on this side. Sorry. he, mm-hmm. No, no, no. But he, look, Sam's a good guy. So I, I'll make sure I remind him, you know, like, hey, don't forget, you know, Heath is still here, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I will I say, lie. I will say that we haven't, uh, we've only done good by people when they come on the pod. Good things happen to people. You know what I mean? Listen, like, I wish people would, would really give us the, the recognition we deserve for this. You know, you, you see the, the results, you know, you see the results of, uh, uh, for example, uh, Daryl goes off on a tangent, scores the night after we have him on the pod. You know, mm-hmm. uh, who else we got? I mean, honestly, I don't even need to name names. I don't even need to name names. You can just... Uh, <laughs> go back and look at the list. Literally, scroll through with your thumb. Scroll one time and it'll go through and you'll just see all of the fortune that we're creating. So much so that like people probably need to check back in with us regularly to just get that. Just get get a little spark, you know, a little spark. Yeah, every um, now and again, a little touch up, you know? Yeah, a little touch up. Just on the sides, you know? Just touch <laughs> me up on the sides. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, as always, make sure you guys leave a comment and, and a review. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, we appreciate all of that. And all of you guys listening, the community c- continues to get bigger on social media. And uh, we plan to have some fun guests coming up as Mark goes through the start of the season, Champions League, or wherever Europe takes him. Um, and then we got World Cup qualifiers coming up as well. So we'll be, yes, sir. be sure to, to make sure that we're, we're trying to bring the group back together for all those things. And as always, uh, we want to thank our production team, Matt Flores, Chris Bonello, and uh, the whole FSV team. And uh, Mark and I will see you guys next time. Peace.